You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down on the first man who is inside. Pull back, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access post game show, the very first post game show of the 2023 season. Excited to be joined here by Jacob from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast as the uh, Green Bay Packers and mostly their second and third string uh, absolutely boat race the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. So, initial thoughts, Jacob. We're going to get into some uh, some highlights here in a second, but what's your initial thoughts, man? Initial takeaways. I I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that this was a great game all in all. There's definitely a lot of things that I would want to change. Um, some boneheaded mistakes by Sean Clifford that otherwise, if he had not making like maybe two throws, this guy looks like Brett Favre reincarnate, dude. I'm telling you, with a little more wheels on him too. He's got some moves. Um, uh, Eric Sutherland's in the chat right away. He he read my mind. Valentine looked great. I mean, he looked really good. He was he was disruptive in the pass game. He was aggressive. He he made some plays at the line of scrimmage against the run. Even he he looked really good. Um, I mean, there's a lot we could get into right away. I mean, how 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 deep do you want me to get into it? I mean, let's do this, man. How about we hit some highlights? Smarty Torre, just saying, Smarty oh, Torre. Hey, there was there was a lot of positive. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody in the chat. Hey, yo, Sorry, Jake Shavink in the chat. Chet, everybody uh, fired up this evening, man. I'll tell you what, it was a fun one to watch, dude. Uh, Heretical Games says, sorry, I was listening to Richmond North of Richmond for the hundredth time. I don't even know what that means, but hey, man, glad to have you in here, Heretical Games. Um, So pro in the chat, everyone. We're going to get back to you, all right? What we're going to do is open up with this first segment, and we're going to go to some highlights, gang, okay? We're going to knock this right out. And uh, I would like to do this in two minutes if possible. Hopefully we can. We'll see what we can do. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. Jacob, will you confirm you can see the screen, bro? Yes, sir. All right, here we go, guys. First quarter, 1243 left in the first 0-0 game. This is the opening drive. And you'll notice on the screen it says Nickel Blitz. That's Keyshawn Nixon, okay? I want you to watch Keyshawn, but also focus on this nine tech right here as he's going to try to wash the tackle inside and get this singled up on the edge with the backer or with the uh, running back, I'm sorry, and Keyshawn Nixon. You're going to see him fire off. Well, this this just kind of felt like Leroy Butler slash Charles Woodson right here, man. Look at this. Right off the edge, running back picks it up. Now, here's what I want you to key in on. Watch how we zoom in on the bottom of the screen. Look at Devondre. He takes the seam away takes and watch the quarterback's eyes. Takes the safety valve away. Now he's going to try to roll left, and Keyshawn's just waiting in the wings there. Nice. Beautiful play all the way around. Like I said, I believe that was uh, – gosh, his, his name's evading me right now. 
outside linebacker. What's his name? We've talked about him forever. Starting outside linebacker right now, Jacob. Preston? Not Preston. Not Rashawn. Who's the other one? Justin? Yes, Hollins. Hollins, Hollins. completely yeah. slipped my mind. And you see Preston's over there. He, he's ready to pancake somebody. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love it. But this defense came out firing on all cylinders, man. They looked really good, I thought. Um, really cool play there again, man. Uh, Devondre Campbell kind of kind of stepping up there, covering two guys on one play, taking the safety valve away. Nickel blitz hits home, and it's all because of uh, of the outside backer there uh, washing it out. Now, right here, I want you to watch something. This comes in uh, the first quarter, 725 left, second and goal, right? And what we're going to do is run across a crosser rub, okay? That's what I call this. I know some of you perverted freaks out there are thinking it's just hot. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's going to be the crosser rub, okay? What we've got here is an ace set. It's going to be a play-action pass. You've got um, Romeo Dobbs up top, and you've got Christian Watson here. And the goal, guys, is they're going to run double crossers, okay? And you'll notice that what – what Romeo Dobbs does, he kind of hesitates. He wants Christian to kind of clear first. And really for this read right here for uh, for Jordan Love, it's just a play-action pass. And when he turns around, he's going to see which whichever guy the safety went with, he's going in the opposite direction. Okay, so here we go. First of all, as we zoom in, look at Zach Tom handling business up top, boys. Look at this. Look at that. Oof. Beautiful out there on the island. Perfect, perfect pocket. And then, of course, I wish Love would have thrown us a little deeper, but still yeah. gets it there. And look at Dobbs fighting through pass interference. Still gets the Moss. Beautiful grab. There was your touchdown pass from Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs. All right, let's fast forward ahead here to the next play. This comes uh, 31 seconds left in the first quarter. It's a third and four. Green Bay leads seven to three. Now, on this play right here specifically, we're going to run a slot cross. Now, Jordan Love's already out of the game. This is Sean Clifford, okay? And with the slot cross concept, what you're going to see up here up top, these two tight receivers where they're kind of uh, stacked on top of each other, you're going to see a little a little slant slash cross or climb, okay? So he's just going to kind of work to the open spot of the field across the field. And then what makes the slot cross concept complete is you're going to have a dig on the, on the backside of that, so kind of a safety valve for Sean Clifford. And you'll see he just goes up top. And by the way, this is Jaden Reed running this little climb route, okay? And you'll see Sean off his back foot. People said it all night long. I had so many DMs hitting me up saying, this looks like Mini Favre out here, dude. Off the back foot, lays it up there, and look at Jaden Reed going up That's and great. mossing the defender. Jacob, does that not fire you up, dude? I'm telling you, man. I was so jacked. I, I, I was screaming in my stupid – yeah, I shouldn't be screaming. It's preseason, but I was screaming. Dude, same, man. I shouldn't be screaming either. My wife had to walk out of the room. She said, it is way too early for you to be this excited about football. <laughs> hey, but it is what it is. All right, next play. Let's fast forward to the second quarter, 7.50 left. It's a third and nine play. Green Bay's winning 14-13. to 13. And what we're going to see up top here is a smash concept. Sean Clifford's still in. You're going to see – I don't know who this receiver is right offhand, uh, but this is Samori Torre, and he's going to run – a deep corner route. So with a smash concept, guys, what you're going to see is the, the receiver on the top is going to run a little curl slash hitch, okay? And then the smash, the to, to complete the smash concept is going to be a deep corner, okay? And I really want you to watch Sean Clifford, how patient he stays with this. And then I also want you to watch as he drops back, look, he's going to roll left, right? And, and the offensive line actually held up pretty well. He's got plenty of room out there. He rolls left. Look at this on the run across his body, and he, I mean, that's a beautiful throw, Jacob. Right to Samori Torre. Samori Torre looked good tonight, fellas. Like, yeah. 
and, and he's at, he's down toward the bottom of this depth chart is what's really cool. Um, so great play there from Sean Clifford to move the sticks. All right, next play. Let's fast forward now to the second quarter, one minute left before halftime. It's a second and 10 play. We're on defense, and uh, Cincinnati is now leading 16 to 14. All right, this is what we call an ET stunt. We've been talking about stunts here lately, right? So what you're going to see is the end, with which in this case, guys, guess who it is? It's Lucas Van Ness. He's going to come through and try to push this pocket straight ahead as Kobe Wooden, Kobe Wooden, however you want to pronounce his name, is going to loop back around and get pressure on the quarterback, okay? So as we roll it forward, watch the ET stunt. You'll see the end crash in. Now you're going to see Wooden go around the edge. And look at this. Hand on the ball. What is that, guys? Pressure pick. Right? Pressure pick, coverage sack. We've talked about it a thousand times. You get pressure on the quarterback, it's going to lead to a pick. There it is. Tips the ball. I don't even know if he tipped it, but he definitely forced him to throw it a little higher. I think he might have got a small piece of it. But that right there is Carrington Valentine, the rookie we've been hearing about all camp long. Jacob, he had a hell of a night, dude. Hell of a night. Coming no, out. Of yeah. All right. Next play. Appreciate you guys being patient with me. We're just going to do this so we can cut it up real quick. This is a play to Tay Wicks. All right. And it's kind of a funky angle. This is the only clip I could find of it. You're going to see Sean Clifford drop back. And you're going to see Tay Wicks come across. This was a third and long, if I remember correctly. And yes. look at Tay Wicks. Look at first of all, look at this throw, Jacob. Look at that window. That's very Brett Farvesque. I'm telling yes. you. Yes, and and there was negative Brett Farvesque tonight too. Yes, right. But this right yes. here was a fun one to watch. And you <laughs> see, look at look at Tay. Tay Tay's like, all right, where's the yak at, dude? Give me that yak. Give me that play. That's an explosive play, fellas. And you know what that means. It triples your chances of scoring on that drive, right? All right, let's move to the next play. Next one we got in the hopper here is <clears throat> only 25 seconds left before halftime. Really nothing fancy about this. This is the uh, touchdown pass to Tyler Davis. But, again, we're in the middle eight, right, Jacob? First yes, and goal, 25 seconds left in the first half, losing 16 to 14. You'll see Clifford drop back. No hesitation whatsoever. You're just going to see a little sit route right here by Tyler Davis. As soon as that backer – Cheats just a little bit to the left. He hammers that thing in there. But look at Clifford, man. He knows exactly where he wants to go with this ball. He knows where his side adjustment is. Bang that thing in there. Six points gets us a quick score before halftime in that crucial middle late. Isn't that right. too, just real quick, isn't that right after Sean Clifford threw a pick six and he poised himself back, came back, drove us down the field, looked like a freaking yeah. pro? Like, dude, sure, like, I was impressed, man. He looked yeah. quite he, he, he needs to borrow the number four jersey for this year. I'm just telling you right now. It needs to happen. All right, here we go. Third quarter, 949 left in the third quarter, third and eight. Um, we are winning 21 to 16. We're going to run a linebacker loop. It's very similar to a uh, to a uh, uh, shoot a uh, a TE stunt, but instead it's two linebackers here, okay? And I know you're going to get excited over this one, Jacob. So what's this linebacker loop? Essentially what you're going to see is this guy's going to go outside, and this is Brenton Cox, Jr., who's going to loop around and get pressure through that B-gap. Watch this right here. He's going to go outside. See how he takes both the blockers with him? Here comes Brenton Cox, little shove, has the wherewithal to get pressure on the quarterback. What do we say, guys? Pressure, pick. Yeah. Right? He got, that, he got a piece of that ball for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Tip that ball right into Dallin Levitt's hands. Pressure, pick, coverage, sack, right? 
There's another pressure pick. This defense looked really, really good tonight, man. It was a lot of fun to watch. All right, and now let's move ahead to the next play. Rapid fire, rapid fire. This should be the last one. This was a fun one here, guys. And I don't think a lot of people caught on to this, and I'm excited to uh, unveil it here. First of all, 30-19 to 19 were up, 9-18 left in the game. <clears throat> Game's pretty much over, right? And people seen this long touchdown run. It's an 80-yard touchdown run by Emmanuel Wilson, undrafted free agent. What they didn't notice, though, look at the bottom of the screen, guys. This is an RPO bubble. Watch these guys right here. They're looking to throw a block. We've got the hat count if this backer bites inside. This backer right here is the read. Sean Clifford right now, his eyes are right here. Okay? Look at where the backer goes. Watch where the backer goes. See him go to the flat. He's going to the bubble. So we hand that ball off. And this is the fun part. Look at this. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> Gone. I was impressed by him, man. I mean, obviously, it's it's a – the big run. I thought he had – didn't he have like 127 yards or something? It was something crazy, dude. I mean, he, he, had, he, six had, carries. he had six carries for 111 yards, averaging 18 and a half and two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. All right, man. It's wild. And, and what's crazy, too, is like now you're faced with the whole idea of, okay, <laughs> are we worried about somebody picking him up and putting him on the uh, – putting him on the 53, right? And, and it sounds silly. This is one game. We have you had you heard of Emmanuel Wilson before tonight? I know I haven't, right? <laughs> I haven't only heard from Ryan. I mean, only literally only from Ryan. Uh, I believe he got drafted from was it Baltimore or no? No, that was uh, Zach McCurry. He was got drafted somewhere, I thought, or was a UDFA. And then he had the option to sign with multiple teams. They said I know, and that he was going to go with Denver because he thought Denver was the best spot for him to get some actual playing time. And then he got mm -hmm. cut three weeks after he went to Denver, and then he picked the pack or went to the Packers. So I don't know, man. I If there's anything that could possibly – I mean, I, I don't know what they talk – you know, LaFleur talked about how he was going to give a running back like a game, but I saw Goodson. I saw Patrick Taylor. I saw, obviously, Wilson. I saw even McCrary had a couple tap, uh, runs. So, like, I don't think – you know, I don't know what LaFleur is doing, but, I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's just they definitely didn't give – a single running back the full game. Goodson had like three carries for two yards and a touchdown for, yeah. you know, whatever the case that is. But anyways, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not hating. I'm excited. Uh, there's a lot of chat I see there about Bretton Cox Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> he's been looking all right. He's been, he's definitely looks sloppy. He's off. He's like a hit and miss hit or miss kind of guy. He, you can see he has one, one idea in mind and it's getting in the backfield and he, he, he let one decent run past him. But other than that though, he was, he was close a couple times, and he was uh, had about I think probably two or three solid pressures. So yeah. I'm excited, dude. No doubt, no doubt. All right, we've got Tim in Green Bay on the line. Tim, can you hear us, Bob? Can you guys hear me? I don't know if I have any voice left. <laughs> yeah, we got you, man. We got you. What did you think, dude? Initial impressions. What stood out to you, man? I give I give this team a solid B for their first preseason game. Not a B plus, not a B minus, just a solid B, like uh, Jacob alluded to. A lot of things to work on, um, but a lot, a lot more positives than negatives. I feel uh, today. So overall, I was impressed, man. 
Yeah, same here. Same here. And looking at the final stat line here, I believe the game is over. Um, yeah, it's the final now. Sean Clifford, 20 of 26 for 208, one touchdown, two picks. If you take those two interceptions away, boys, that's a pretty darn good night right there. It really is. Um, Jordan Love obviously just played two series, 7 of 10, 46 yards, one touchdown, no picks, a QB rating of 112.9. Emmanuel Wilson, six carries, 111 yards, averaged 18 and a half yards per carry, two touchdowns with that long of 80 yards. Sean Clifford also had two runs, two carries for 27 awesome. yards. You're starting to see why they were so quick to cut Danny Etling, right? I mean, oh yeah, they they what they see in Sean Clifford is like, okay, this this guy might be able to win us a game or two in a pinch, right? If we had to, but God, it was so much fun. I, I'm I'm listen. Preseason doesn't matter. Please don't take me wrong, right? But this was definitely the most enjoyable preseason game I have ever watched. And and the one that stands out to me um, from before was way back in the day when I remember they ran a fake pitch fullback dive to John Kuhn. I was like, this is fun, man. They're getting creative tonight. This is cool. This blew that out of the water. Like, this team I think is going to be a lot of fun to watch, Jacob. I really do, man. I mean, it, it did today uh... – I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of the, the, like you did. I don't know if it's because we, I've, this is the by far the most in-depth I've ever been for a Packers football season getting into the beginning of it. So I feel like I know these guys. I know what to watch for. I know what to look for. But as I'm watching this game, even when Love was in, because obviously that was more, I, you know, I have six pages of notes. I guarantee you, I bet you I have a note for every single play that was snapped for this whole game, uh, front to back. And I'm, I wish we could get into all of it because, I mean, maybe we can later in the week. Um, cause there's a lot of things that I can't remember that I, when I look at it, it's like, Oh my God, you know, there's when Myers didn't snap the ball, I'm just looking down at my notes. There was a couple like the whole right side of the offensive line went off sides. You know, there's a lot of mistakes like that. You see Alex Magoo just looking sloppy when he's with his first, like thinking that he's in the U you know, the, the USFL where it, it, he can't scramble like that. There's a guy that's going to close on you right away and, and strip that ball out. But then there's also things like how just, how amazingly unscared I was as I'm watching these guys. It wasn't like even when love is in and you could see that maybe he had a little bit of, of pre era beginning game jitters. Like he was leading guys a little bit on some balls, but it wasn't that I, he, it's not that I don't think he can make the throws. I know he can make the throw and I know Musgrave is wide open stretching across the field. And I know that Watson looks like he's burning everybody. And it looks like Jaden Reed is just killing people in the slot and Dobbs. It just looks like he he's playing with people. So I know for a fact right now that it looks like that Love, if he just has maybe like another, I, I guarantee you, if he has another series, he's moving that ball down the field. He's being very more pinpoint and accurate. He doesn't seem nervous. He seems poised. He doesn't seem like he's got happy feet. Our running backs are excited. Like you can see the A.J. Dillon is running with more tenacity and more ferocity. He looks like he's not, he's not just, he's, he's not patty caking around anymore. I mean, you can see Musgrave, like I said, I'm a, I am a little bit worried about Tucker Craft. He just seems – that one interception that Sean Clifford threw, that should have been a Tucker Craft reception. He should yeah, have muscled that play from that. You got to uh, fight for that ball, right, Jake? You got to fight for that ball, dude. Like, that was not a, a ball that Tucker Craft should be dropping. But I, that being said, I mean, you, again, you look up and down the defensive line. I kept looking. De, Devontae Wyatt, oh, my God. He had some – there was one play where he was so quickly in the backfield. I'm like, they didn't call a flag? They didn't call a flag, and then they like faded. They did, you know, it was unreal, dude. And Valentine, Valentine again. That guy looks like our next freak of freaks. I'm not even worried if 
God forbid somebody gets hurt, I think that maybe we've got some crazy, crazy depth. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about would maybe be Josh Myers, the center. Um, I didn't see a lot out of our safeties. It was nice to see Shamar Jean Charles come up randomly with some good yes. plays. And I saw Anthony Johnson Jr. on a couple special teams plays do some stuff. And towards the very end of the game when it was kind of, you know, garbage time, he he was out there and it did seem like he was around the ball. He had one interception. He looked like Leroy Butler, a potential interception. He didn't get his feet in. Dude had some ups, though. He went up, grabbed that ball. I'm just – I am so ecstatically excited I did not think I was going to be this excited <laughs> after this game. You know, and the score is not – the score doesn't mean anything. It's just basically the the vibe I got. It, I, this whole – Tay Wicks, I did not get the vibe that these guys can't score. I got the vibe that these guys are all just popping with such talent that we just got to get on the same page and give them a full game together, and we might start seeing some crazy cool stuff happening. They're yeah. so young. It's so cool. Yeah, it is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, Valentine really popped to me, man. Um, he just – you know, when you looked at Reed and Valentine, and Reed wasn't in there for very long, but when you seen those two guys together, like, you know, on, on both sides of the ball, they just looked comfortable. And they were dancing. And they yes. were – I mean, it was just like these kids look like they belong on a football field. And, again, I know it's preseason. I got you guys. But I'm it, just something – I know it didn't feel like that last preseason. I don't know if you guys are agreeing. Tim, do you agree? Like, this feels a little different this year. Feels a lot different. <laughs> a lot different. Hey, how about uh, – hey, hey, guys, real quick. How many touchdowns did a defense give up today? Did they give up one? Zero. Zero so, touchdowns. Still goes in a pick six. That's wow. right. Well, that's not the defense. The defense didn't yeah. didn't cause a pick six. So our defense gave up zero touchdowns today. So I'm happy. And on offense, what did we do all day long, gentlemen? We attacked the middle of the field. The middle <laughs> of the field, baby. <laughs> love Woo! I love it. Brenton yeah. Cox showed up. Jacobs on cloud nine. I'm just telling it you. That. <laughs> it, was. it was great too. Is if you saw um, Quay only played a few, you know, a few. Um, snaps, whatever, but him and Devondre looked really aggressive. That first team defense, granted, we're going against their, they didn't have Jamar, they didn't have obviously Joe Burrow, but everybody else, they had their ones. Um, so I, like I said, dude, that defensive line, they look nasty. And I saw Carl Brooks getting in there a few times. I said, Col Kobe Wooden dropped that freaking interception. Did you guys see that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he had, he looked, he went over the shoulder with it and he just barely tipped it out of it. Or he didn't tip it out. He just kind of like, didn't he's a defensive lineman give him give him a break he's not bj right exactly exactly all right let's go to emilio in tennessee emilio how you doing bud emilio! i'm loving it i'm absolutely loving it i'm happy to be here tonight heck yeah man what'd you think dude what's your initial takeaways from the game um i mean just off what jacob was just talking about uh wooden i mean he sniffed it out he was smart enough to see once that tackle let him go he backed right off and walked right into that but um I, you know, I got to see my 21 personnel with uh, with Pearson in there. Um, it looked like that first one was a power, 25 power to AJ. The guard was pulling. Uh, then I had uh, – then on when you were going over Dobbs' touchdown, it looked they were in 12 personnel that entire red zone trip. So yeah. the three, three plays they ran out of that, I was like – I was loving it. I mean, just seeing them both out there. And then they kept getting work, you know, later in the game too. So, I mean, it, it was just – it was a fun time. Yeah, and you also seen Musgrave flexed out at the uh, boundary X again. So, yep. that's something they're definitely going to utilize. Man, I'm telling you, Emilio, if 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 Love is able to connect with Musgrave on that crosser, that I, 
all of Packers Twitter might have exploded. I mean, when he overthrew him, it was like, oh, God. Because yeah. he, if he gets that ball full sprint with that big boy, oh, my gosh, man. He was wide. I mean, that is what we call running butt naked through the trailer park. That guy, there was nobody near him. Nobody near him. And that's no. what the play action does, right? That's what the running game does. It opens things like that up. That's the truth. That is that is definitely the truth. And honestly, I was I was kind of happy that Love went through that, you know, down, you know, downhill yeah. right away. Just get it, get it right off the bat, you know, rip the bandaid off three bad paths from whatever. Like, let's get through it and let's move move to the next round. Heck yeah, man. Definitely. Tim, um, any other players that stood out to you, man, initially? Um, how about Malik Heath in that first series mm-hmm. with Sean Clifford coming back to the ball? Yep. We had um, we had like a second and 13 in my notes here, I think. And uh, Clifford was going to get lit up, and he, he got rid of it just in time. But, you know, he taking the steps back towards the line of scrimmage to make the catch to keep the drive going. And then, of course, that sets up Jay Reed for the 15-yard catch, um, which would have been really nice uh, <laughs> if it wasn't overthrown. But, you know... There's a lot of guys. I mean, clearly, happy Valentine's Day, guys. I mean, Carrington Valentine. I mean, did did the guy just make this team just off of one preseason game? I mean, he. You know, the what what comes to mind for me. I watch the Patriots quite a bit. I love following the Patriots alongside the Packers, and he just looks like one of those late round DBs that the Patriots always seem to find. Now, it just so happens when they found last year decided he wanted to take a gun into an airport this year, so he's probably not going to be playing many snaps. But that's what Valentine reminds me of. Is just one of those late round DBs that New England always seems to find. I mean, he just he played absolutely solid. Um, Emilio, anything else, buddy? Uh, any other questions, comments, uh, anything else you got, man? Um, on the defense, uh, I, I guess we didn't get to see a bunch of LVN, but when I did see him, I did see a, a I think it was a tackle and it might've been an, an tackle stunt, uh, where he was crashing down and then Wyatt pushed around and then, and then, uh, pressed, uh, pressed him, um, and then I saw the nickel blitz. I, I think you went over it on the first play when you were cutting him up. I missed it. But when mm-hmm. Keyshawn uh, got that sack, they they had the nickel blitz three times. I saw Shamar Jean Charles do that once, and then I, I saw another one in there as well. Yeah, and that's, that's what I love about that friendship between Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor. You could tell they got together and said, hey, look, don't hold any – you know, sometimes it's, all right, we're both going to – a gentleman's agreement, we're not going to blitz and everything's vanilla. There was nothing vanilla tonight, guys. They were firing blitzes from both sides. Like, they they really were out there working on stuff tonight. I thought thought it was just amazing, man. But, yeah, you're right. Van Ness, one of the plays I showed there, Emilio, he was actually occupying the two blockers to free up the loop there uh, on the uh, – on the, uh, the ET is the one that I showed there. And, uh, of course, we had a, a linebacker loop. You had, like you said, the three – you said you you recognized three corner blitzes. Is that right? Yeah, out of the nickel. Yeah. Love it, dude. Love it. It kind of feels like uh, 2010 again, doesn't it, man? It, it definitely does. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, we appreciate you calling in, man. Um, if uh, if, you, if you don't have anything else, we'll uh, we'll let you hop off here. Thanks, as always, dude, for, uh, for giving us a buzz. Not a problem, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah, same here, man. You have a great night, bub. Y'all too. All right, that was Emilio in Tennessee. Good stuff there, man. Always good to talk football with him. So, Jacob, 
what else you got in your notes there, man? What else stood out to you? I can go back to the stat sheet here in a second. I'm trying to get through these comments, man. We are lit up. We set a new record here. We got up to 85 live viewers just a second ago. Pretty cool stuff. So shout out to all you guys hanging out with us tonight, man. Football season is going to be a blast this year. No, I just uh, – I got – like I said, so many notes. I'm trying to just basically relive the game. What um, uh, When Emilio was just talking about the Wyatt Venice, I have that in my notes, nearly getting a sack off of a stunt, forced that third down three-point field goal. And then you look back at when Jaden Reed, it was the third down, that jump ball. Remember the one he went up for? Almost like a, a high-point catch, came down with it. It was, like, amazing to see that. Um, and then that was the same uh, drive where Reed had that super – long bomb where I still thought he maybe should have caught it, but it was the PI which put him down to basically like right at the three yard touchdown or three yard line. And that's when Goodson had three yard run. And on that run, Tay Wicks had a really decent block to seal off the edge there so that Goodson could make uh, punch that in. <clears throat> it was cool to see again, uh, 80. I didn't realize Bull Melton was number 80 and he looks bigger than I thought he would. And I really liked the way that, like, every time I saw him, I was like, ooh, that dude looks a little jacked up, like, for a little <laughs> kind of stacked dude. I was like, man. Bo like knows. Bo knows. I want to see that. Uh, and then, again, we, yeah, we talked about the Sean Clifford pick six stuff. But, like, I, I again, just want to reiterate, it didn't seem to phase him, which was cool. He came back yeah. out. He drove down the field, put us in a good position again. And um, I just – it, it just seems cool, man, because I've been worried of all get out about the backups, especially quarterback. Like what happens tonight? Single handedly, Sean Clifford made me at least have, like you said, a glimmer of hope that if love's down for two, three, four games, that we could maybe win two of those four. Depending on what's going on, like, you know, he has this weird wind up. He's got this weird chuck throw where you're like, he throws it and you're like, oh, God, we're going to. And it's just pinpoint. <laughs> it's just on a rope. Like right between defenders hitting guys in stride. I mean, I'm just excited about it. So, yeah. Other than that, just some random notes here and there. But um, Shamar Jean Charles, I thought, like I said, showed off a little bit deeper into the into the uh, into the game. Lesser competition, that kind of stuff. It looked like that Walker got beat a couple times, um, just on some random plays. Royce Newman had some bad snaps. Uh, it didn't look like Sean Sean. Ryan had a very decent day. I know he had a couple good stops, but it looked like he got blown up a few of them. So other than that, it's uh, – I said – I did put one um, note here that Torre is going to lose his kick return job after he fumbles the catch at the goal line, tackled at the nine, and then he had like a great return, like a 50-yard yeah. return. Yeah, 45 or 50-yard return, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, little do I know. <laughs> All right, let's go to Dakota in Tennessee. Dakota, how you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I can see it's, it's preseason for me as well because uh, Lord knows I learned more at the beginning of this this uh, video you're doing from the from the videos you shared. I learned more there than I did in my screen. <laughs> well, we try, man. We try. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at very many things in life, but I've watched enough football. I better understand at least a little bit of it, man, or else I've wasted a good chunk of my life. <laughs> Heretical Games said, and I want to ask Tim about this. Uh, he said, uh, love looked okay, good, or great. Tim, I'm trying to curb the enthusiasm. He hung a couple throws up there. He missed Musgrave over the top, and he still completed 70% of his passes. <laughs> so it's like the ones he missed – you know, yes, they could have been huge plays. The play to, uh, gosh, the, the play to Christian Watson. Some people were saying Christian's got to go up and get that. Some people were saying Love's got to put a little, uh, you know, put a put a little less 
air underneath it. For me, I, th- I thought the safety made a great play. Maybe Love was a little late getting the ball to that side of the field. But overall, Tim, would you say he looked okay, good, or great? I think he looked good. I think when you uh, look at that first first possession, um, the seven-yard out to Aaron Jones right away, then we get play action to Musgrave for a first down. We get Dylan up the middle for a little bit. We get the second and seven shot to scoot. You know, it looked like a good ball, but it was a PBU by the safety. Um, you know, third and seven overthrows Musgrave on that first drive. Okay, so this is a guy who's at at the helm for the first time. <laughs> He's a little <laughs> excited. I'm sure there's some some nerves. Um, but what happens? So our defense comes out after that, and we get <laughs> just three and out from the D and J love and the offense is back on the field. And what happened on that second possession? We get a, we get a great drive and we get a beautiful little nine yard floater touchdown to Romeo Dobbs. So I think good plus (laughs) is that, is that a, is that a technical term? A good plus. I think he looked good plus and it would have been real interesting to see a third series. Um, yes. and, and maybe we'll get that as we progress in the preseason, but I think you look good, man. Yeah, I agree. I, I think good is a very, fa- a very fair way to, to grade him out there. Dakota, what did you think, man? What was your, uh, what was kind of your big takeaway tonight? Maybe what, what got you excited the most or what stood out to you? Oh, uh, well, so it was something, I think it was something you might've said in an earlier podcast or something, but, uh, I really didn't get to see much of Love. Uh, I saw his first drive. I saw the the play actually that kind of made my heart sink was when he completely missed Musgrave on a second throw to Musgrave. Yeah. But what I saw was exactly what you said previously, was that our offense is going to be limited by Love, and that that's not to say that he is bad. That's to say that our our pass catchers are ridiculous. They they're just getting open. Um, they, they seem to be dominating out there. Um, uh, of course, during preseason, that's what you want. Uh, so I, I personally can't wait to see Love just kind of grow throughout the year and see how that works. Definitely, definitely. Jacob, what do you think that looks like, man? You know, it's, it's fun to kind of project on into the season, right? And here we are, the very first preseason game. I'm already asking this question. But, you know, I think we get mid-season. Love doesn't miss that crosser to Musgrave. You know what I mean? Maybe he learns to put that ball on a little more of a line to Christian Watson. Um, what do you think, man? Yeah, no, like I, again, I think it's similar to what, like how Brett Favre used to be. Remember, it took him like two drives before he settled it in. He stopped throwing wild balls. Holmgren, can you stop throwing wild ball or whatever he says in that little interview? Or rocket whatever. balls, right? Oh, rocket. rocket balls. Oh, I'm tuned up. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's basically what I see of Jordan Love. He was excited to show what he had. He didn't overthrow it. Like I said, I, it's the same thing I always say about the Christian Watson long bomb uh, against the Vikings last year. He didn't drop it. He just His body just didn't connect. It didn't work. Love didn't overthrow those passes. He knows exactly how to do it. He just had a little weird fidget moment. If you give him another drive, another two drives, I think that he would be deadly precise. Another thing that I thought was interesting like I said, there was a big run to Dylan on the inside. He gained of 11, and he looked like he was just – he looked meaner. He did look meaner. He looked more decisive. Like we said, in the offseason, if your wife says you got to run meaner, you're probably going to start running meaner. Like, that. that's pretty uh, 
that's a call out right there. And the other thing I thought was super interesting. Did you guys catch that Jordan Love caught him with a hard count? Got him offside? Yes, yeah, sure did. I, I got it in my notes. Oh, we got another wonder, one. Oh. Wonder where he learned that from. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. I literally yeah, I could have been like the Leo meme where I was like, oh, on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Dakota, do you have anything else for us, bud, before we let you go? Any other comments, questions? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to find a better way to watch. I might have to, you know, put the – I don't know what the bill is for that NFL Plus. I'm going to have to figure something out. But uh, <laughs> I know that when, when, when that game first started and I saw all of our starters out there in the huddle, I got that little spike of adrenaline, you know, that, that, yeah. that head rush of, oh, <laughs> it's football season, y'all. This is great. Yeah, it really is, man. It really is. We appreciate you dropping in, Dakota. It's always good to talk to you, buddy. All right. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night, man. All right. Again, Dakota in Tennessee. Let's go to uh, Andy, still stuck in Kansas. Andy, man, what do you think? Was that a good enough preseason game for you, Buck? Oh, yeah. They had a whole lot whole lot going on, and I, I just got on to this, so I don't know what you guys really have talked about uh, maybe the last five minutes or so. But, yeah, going into it, I was I was looking to, to make a little – couple of charts uh, with the offensive formations and then what the, the front seven of the defense did. So just looking at these notes um, in the, the touchdown scoring drive, looks like they ran either out of 11 or 12. 12, I think I had it six times at 12 personnel. So that's neat. But then once Love went out <clears throat> and Clifford went in, they, they ran 11, 12, 21. They ran 10 quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah. And later yeah. on in the in later on in the game they were actually running the ball out of 11 and 10 personnel, which I guess I don't know the only conclusion I could come to is uh, they want to work the running backs into the into the uh, the blocking scheme. Yeah, you know, could be. those are passing sets but they're running out of them. So I wonder if that's what what you know LeFleur's trying to ingrain in some of these guys if they don't have it already. Um, yeah. yeah. Caleb Jones Second team, right tackle. He played a lot. Hope his ankle's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Goodson, too. Well, no, what but, happened? Uh, we got a few injuries. I'll, I'll let the ticker roll through. Or you keep talking, Andy. When it comes back, I'll cut you off. Okay, yeah. Um, I liked uh, – they worked Clifford in the pocket quite a lot. I mean, I know he – you know, he, they'll, they'll say he threw for 10,000 yards. That's over four seasons. You make a lot of uh, – offense on the ground too and he didn't just run out hold of the pocket thought, whenever hold he that, could hold that thought so we had tackle caleb jones ankle running back tyler goodson shoulder tackle luke tenuta left on the cart ankle injury and jacob's boy tyler davis left with a knee that was the last i heard go ahead andy sorry yeah so having clifford work out of the pocket was was really nice they hit he had a really nice design run that was a good fake i can't remember when that was but that fooled the cameraman, if I can remember correctly. And his scramble, which set up the Tyler Davis touchdown the, the next play after. I mean, he. it's good to see, you know, successful college quarterbacks who probably ran and passed a lot get to the NFL and really work the pocket because that's eventually what you have to be. Any dual-threat quarterback is great on the ground until he gets injured a bit. Then it's like, okay, what can he throw the ball? I mean, you know, it's not just Justin Fields. It's a lot of those other guys leading up to that guy who 
just depended on the running too much, uh, and they didn't they didn't stay very good for a long time. Um, on the defensive end, especially at the beginning, there were a lot there was a lot of wide nine, and I think the inside guys were playing like I don't know five tech, where the middle of the defensive line was completely open, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and and, and again. It, it to, to me, it almost feels like the coaches, you know, they kind of communicate with each other and go, okay, here's the limitations. Here's what I'm looking to work on. What would you like to work on? And who knows, maybe they do script some of those drives. Maybe that, maybe it does go to that level, but um, yeah, I, I think a lot of the wide nine though. Love it. Yeah. I think a lot of the work is, is still in, internally. It's an internal look, right? Let's see what our guys can do. What's the other team going to do? We're not that worried about that. This is preseason. Let's see what our guys can do. And what our guys were doing were was aggressiveness, the pressures. I don't know how many pressures we had, but by the end of the third quarter, it was something like eight quarterback hits, eight pass breakups, something like that, which they're not sitting back. I mean, they're, they're going at it. So I thought that was really, really great. Of course, Valentine all over the place. Absolutely. All good takeaways, yep. Andy. You spot on, yep. buddy. You got anything else, man? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me on. This is this is good. Hope to do stuff like this a lot hey, this season. Dude, I heard the pages turning. You keep charting that stuff for us, man. You'll be our go-to guy when it comes to that information, all right? I squeezed a lot on two pages, so, yeah, that was just two pages. <laughs> <worth of> <laughs> all right. Stock up on it, okay. buddy. We'll talk to you Thank later. You. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Bye-bye. See you, man. All right, that was Andy in Kansas. All right, we got us a super chat in here. Um, Godsmack AR69 super chat. <laughs> Is it time to move on from Royce Newman? Every time my dad and I hear holding number 70, we look at each other and shake our heads. I'll tell you, man, he's uh, he is sinking pretty darn fast, Tim. Um, I, you know, I don't like to single people out, but the truth's the truth. He got dog walked last year, and now he's he basically lost his starting job, right? And now anytime we see him in the game, man, he just struggles. While you've been at camp on the sidelines, uh, Tim, I know you, uh, I know you focus on the defense more than the offense. Have you? Do you have any takeaways from Royce this camp? Do you feel like he's has it stood out at all? You guys uh, remember Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Newman. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go. Right. Kind of the vibe, you know, like, you know, kind of the vibe. Newman's not a bad guy, you know, but (laughs) you're definitely right. I watch the D more than the offense, but um, that is definitely a a concern on the line. Now, I do think that, you know, as much as we get excited this early into the preseason, we can also jump the gun on other things. Um, So... I feel like he's been given enough time, but it's the first first preseason game, you know, first live action. Um, but I, I'm with you guys. I don't know how much more room there is with the with the ceiling, how much more room for improvement there really is there after as long as we've seen him play. You know, it's almost like like the same thing we say about Justin Fields at quarterback in Chicago. <laughs> it's like, you know, how you know how many seasons is it going to take? So, you know, I'm kind of, kind of on the fence with him right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. It's uh Oh, first, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to click off of that. Thank you again, Godsmack. We appreciate the support, buddy. Thank you for the super chat. And goose said, how come I can't see everybody's comments? So hopefully you can now goose. We've got it over there on the side. 
Um, sometimes it slows the stream down. That's why we kind of keep it hidden. But hopefully you can see it now. You guys confirmed that you can see it. But, uh, Jacob, what do you think about Royce, man? Is his, uh, his job on the line here? Do you think he still makes a roster? What do you think? I think he still makes a roster as a fourth-round guy. And like you said, as a backup's kind of swing. He's basically, the I think, the swing backup guard pretty much no matter what. Um, I don't know. I just – did you ever happen to – did they give anything else to the Luke Tenuta besides the fact of the ankle? They just say ankle. Because if that's the case, then that's a little bit more. I mean, that could shake up that depth chart a little bit more than I think that people realize. Because I, I really don't think that that, that back – obviously, Yash is the backup tackle, the swing tackle. But then after that, it's like, is it Rasheed Walker? Is it Caleb Jones? I would have to think Caleb Jones is probably in the lead before Walker. Um, but after that – it then it's kind of a little dicey and we've been pretty knock on wood injury free up until this point. Did anybody didn't, see, was there any didn't Tenuta get carted off? Yeah, yeah. He was carted off. So he didn't even walk off. He was, he was carted off. Right. And they did it real quick and everything, which is weird. So I don't know. Yeah. You did know, you know, what's interesting when you talk about Caleb Jones, um, I've always been concerned with them playing him to the right side. Cause he's so tall. It's like, you know, a right-handed quarterback looking to the right side of the line. You've got this monster at the right side of the, at, at, you know, right tackle. My question is, we, we've always talked about how hard it is to play go from right tackle to left tackle, you know, right side of the line to the left side of the line at that position. Do you think, uh, you know, barring his injury, do you think Caleb is the type of dude that can, can maybe, you know, fill multiple roles on that line? Or do you think he's strictly just a, you know, right side of the line kind of guy. Take it. I mean, I, I kind of right now, I just kind of see him as that right tackle just because I haven't seen him anywhere else, but he's just such a big giant man. Like it's just pretty yeah. hard to see him anywhere <laughs> interior. Uh, like I, I just don't really picture it, but um, can I ask you a, a defensive question quick? Absolutely. Him. Um, because basically, like the Anthony Johnson Jr. stuff we talked about and the Shamar Jean Charles stuff, I saw Ballantyne, not Valentine, but Corey Ballantyne actually had a couple decent plays where he came up. I think it was like a wide receiver bubble screen. He came up and kind of smoked it, broke it up semi pretty nicely. And then again, we had Brenton Cotts. And the end of my notes here was, I thought was kind of cool. So it was Anthony Johnson Jr., punt return tackle. Uh, it was Shamar Jean Charles. Nice run play stop. Loss of three yards on the play at the line of scrimmage. Brenton Cox Jr. had the tip for the Dallin Levitt interception. Then it was Clifford threw the worst ball ever to uh, Austin Allen. If you guys remember that, he had like a, a <laughs> Austin Allen was wide open. Could have ran for the for the first down, no problem. And he just like again, it wasn't he didn't it's not like he couldn't make the throw. He just short armed it. He's he completely blew it. And then there was a wide receiver screen to Wicks that was a nice yard after the catch, or yeah, uh, yeah, yards after the catch, but just wasn't enough to quite get to that first down. And then Anders had that 45-yard field goal, and you're like, oh, all right. And it was right down the middle, and you're like, this dude's legit. Like, this is going really, really well. And then all of a sudden, of course, we all see what happened then. And then uh, so Keyshawn Banks, that's what my original question was going to be at. Remember, he had that randomly crazy stuff run. It was a delayed handoff, and he absolutely hit stick this dude for like a two or three yard loss. I didn't even, I, I don't remember hearing much about Keyshawn Banks at all. Have you guys heard anything about that? 
<laughs> we did tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And Jake Shavink in the chat here says Matt LaFleur says Tyler Davis has a significant injury. Oh, yeah. And oh, man. Yeah. And that to me, man, I, I know I know some people aren't as high on him as me, but I personally think he's our best blocking tight end right now. I, I think he's better at blocking than Deguara in line. Um, so that's, of course, big dog signed last week, right? But <laughs> um, that's something to definitely uh, definitely think about there. Um, Another now, guy we could have had in camp. We could have just had him in camp right. this whole time. For pennies, yeah, um, no doubt. All right, we got a super chat here. This comes in from Drake. I am fired up for this young defensive line. Um, yeah, Drake, you know, Wooten really uh, – he really flashed tonight, man. Um, I've seen him on a couple of different occasions. And uh, I, I don't know, man, that that whole that whole defensive line just feels like they are – I don't know, man. They're just full of energy. Like, with Wooden, you, you've seen him all over the place. He almost got a pick. You've seen him on the uh, on the stunt play. Um, he, he, he looks like a massive freaking human being. He, to me, who he looks like, and maybe Jake can kind of uh, confirm this in the chat, he kind of looks like Preston Smith. He doesn't really look like one of these, you know, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark top defensive linemen. He, to me, he looks more like Preston Smith, that type of defensive line. But, yeah, Drake, thank you so much, man. We appreciate the super chat, buddy. But, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up for the defensive line too, man. Yeah, Again, buddy. Young guys. What's that? I said, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Can I say one yeah. thing though? Because as much as I was impressed by just the overall talent, the get off the ball, all that kind of stuff, it is a little disconcerting, I guess, or, or concerning that in the first half they only had six carries, but they ran the ball for forty-four yards. Like that's yeah. that to me is that's a little bit too much. So, yeah, it, you know, it, it seems to be continuing from last year, right, Tim? Yeah, a little bit, but again, early in the early in the preseason, you know, early, early in this camp. Well, you know, we're getting near the halfway point here, but you know, to go back to Jacob's point, you were talking about Keyshawn Banks. I just saw, I just saw my notes. I got, you know, first and 10 Keyshawn Banks shoots a gap <laughs> uh, outside zone comes back and just, you know, it was outside zone run and he just shot that a gap and just blew that play up. And then you have, you know, Ballantyne had a play on the on the following play. He was a little slow to get up. Luckily, we had a holding penalty. And then again on my notes is Keyshawn Banks. You know, like it was a little eight yard pass, but Keyshawn Banks is is in there in the mix. I mean, I'm excited about this defense, man. I really am. Like, like I shouted that out earlier because I was so proud of them. They they did not give up a touchdown today. Right. Yeah, and we've got to uh, before we wrap up, we've definitely got to talk about kicker. Anders Carlson started strong. He had a forty-five yard field goal. I think he hit his first three extra points, so he was four for four, and then he missed his last two extra point attempts. So officially one for one on field goals from forty-five, and then he was three for five on extra points. So you know, it could be worse. Um, I guess what technically three for four on the day. Um, not a bad, not a bad percentage, you know, considering he was kicking sixty percent in camp last week, right? So, um, I don't know. Are you, uh, Jacob? I, I, we kind of talked about it offline a little bit, man. You're you're a little bit concerned about Carlson, right? Yes, yes, yes. He said very much so. Like this guy is, is I, I I don't know how you couldn't be freaked out 
like we like you said he was 60 percent or whatever and 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 then all of a sudden they're like well one day though he was eight of nine and then the next day he misses two extra points like you the name of the game here is consistency like it's not did you do good today okay then that's great we have no one else here still i have no idea how we don't have anybody else here challenging him some sort of competition clearly we need him to like feel some pressure I don't know. It just that well, that seems criminal with Rich with Rich Passaccia there. How he's not having some sort of competition going on. I, it seems a little weird. I don't think it's competition related. I think it's it's coming off that ACL on the on the plant leg, so that's a little bit. Of, I think it's multiple holders, multiple guys snapping the ball. It's hard to build a rhythm. Um, consistency is built upon repetition. So we haven't seen much in the line of real live kicking from him other than family night. And then tonight, I, I would be more concerned if he looks like this against new England or against Seattle. If there's not a, if we don't see an improvement as we progress, I'm going to be as alarmed as Jacob is right now. It's funny because I'm actually a little less concerned than I was maybe a week ago when I was telling you guys, we better get Mason on speed dial. Um, I feel like the ones he is hitting, he's getting a good hit on the ball. And if you look, they were dead center, you know, I mean, he shanked a couple tonight and I, I made sure I watched that replay on that first shank to make sure it wasn't a high snap or a bad hold. And it was neither, you know, that, that ball was, maybe slightly high, but O'Donnell got it down and the laces were out. So it was a bad strike on the ball that was on Carlson. Um, But I I think if we see, you know, a performance like this next week, you know, I'd be a little bit more concerned. Yeah, definitely. Emilio in the chat says they were saying that Anders was adjusting his kick strike before family night, less toe, more side of the foot. So they're still working with him, obviously, on that. I mean, I was impressed with how he kicked in Lambeau Field, right? And and that's another thing, too. This is on the road, and if you guys have ever been to Cincinnati, you know, I grew up in Kentucky, and I've been to Cincinnati several times. It's a windy city, dude. I don't know what it is about that river, but it is windy down there. Every time I've mm-hmm. ever been, it, it's, you know, there's there's kind of a, a wind that whips through the valley down there along the along the river. That stadium sits fairly close to the baseball ball, ballpark as well, and they're right along the river. Now, I'm not making excuses you got to hit them. I mean, if you can't kick in the wind, you probably don't need to be kicking in Lambeau Field in December, right? Probably not a good idea. But um, at the same time, though, it's a work in progress. Now here, um, we got Dakota in the chat says, apparently Tyler Davis may have season-ending knee injury. You can see it. When I watched it back, I rewound it back three times on the hit, and you you could – I mean, it looked nasty. It really did. Both his reaction, the way the leg kind of – it didn't really bend backwards, but – Oh man, it was it was a heck of a lick. It was. You hate to see those guys go low, but at the same time, Jacob, you can't you can't fault the defense either, man. Because my God, they go high, they get penalized. They go low, they're running somebody's crits. It's like, what are you supposed to do, right? No, I mean you can't blame them anymore. It's 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 patty cake ball now. Yeah. You, you know what I'd like to see though is if you you know this is not a knock on Tyler Davis, but if you take a shot like that or you something doesn't feel right and it feels funny. And your first reaction is going to be to, oh, let me let me walk this off, let me let me hobble it off. I wonder if you do more damage than you do helping yourself when you do that. If it doesn't feel right, stay down. Let him come out to you. If you watch that, that after that play, I mean, he made an effort to to jog off the field, and I'm wondering if it went from bad to worse during that time. 
rather than just staying down, you know, hold your knee, you know, like the soccer players do, they hold their <laughs> knee for 10 minutes and <laughs> somebody runs out. So yeah. I, I hope he's all right. I hope it's, it's not as serious as it looks like now, but yike. Yeah. And you know, we'll have to look at the depth chart. We'll have to see who's there and then obviously explore free agency. I mean, Again, Tyler was going to be kind of that inline blocker and bring Kraft along. Um, now you may you may get Kraft thrust into the uh, into the lineup a little bit quicker, right? And and yep. again, like Paul Brettel said, he he felt like you know, and and I didn't tell him to say that. All right? I didn't pay him to say that, Jacob. Paul Brettel even said it. Like <laughs> Tyler Davis is probably the best blocking tight end we've got. I mean, you could just see it on film. Um, so. Who knows, man? Maybe they can turn this negative into a positive. I just hate it for him. Um, hopefully, he can get back on the field pretty soon. Hey, Jacob, right, do you have uh, do you have um, uh, Dre Miller pulled up by any chance? And you're uh, he's kind of a new addition to the team, but yeah, Dre I Miller have, looks like one of those like, bigger, bigger physical tight uh, uh, wide receiver slash tight end type of dudes. Do you think maybe he steps into that role? Yeah, I was actually trying to think about that too because he has a freaky RAS too. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was one of those guys that has like a nine six five RAS or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe I watched a couple of the practice strides, and it looked like like the guy looks like a like a baller kind of. I mean, obviously he's a late addition, and but now that there's a mix up there, I mean, otherwise would it be like Austin Allen? He, right. uh, he was one that yeah. I believe uh, Clifford short-armed. I would have loved to see him grab that ball. I think he was a uh, – I can't remember where he was drafted out of, but he's another guy that I think has a decently high RAS, if I'm not mistaken. But, again, that's not necessarily what we're looking for to replace a guy like Tyler Davis. Tyler Davis is that stick-in-the-mud, just yep. vanilla, just, just I'm going to go out there and do the blocking assignments kind of tight end. He's yeah. not like the he's RAS guy. Right. Yeah. Special teams. Exactly. He was like our second best rated special teamer, I think, last year. So I don't know what to think as much as I've been the most anti Tyler Davis guy in all of history. At this point, I really do hope. He's okay. <laughs> I hope I, I hate to say it, but I hope he comes back. Come back, Tyler Davis. I'm sorry <laughs> I said all the things. <laughs> so what does this mean for Deguara? Do we do we see him maybe pivot less H back, less, you know, does he have to move into that role now? I mean, he may have to. He played He played some wing, you know. He, he's not, like, completely foreign to being attached. Jake Shavink in the chat says, uh, O.J. Howard to Green Bay. Possibly, you know. <laughs> we. Uh, I, I love Jake. Immediately the injury happens, Jake's going, all right, who's available? Let's, let's, let's get out. <laughs> I was let's just going to say, what's the free agent market looking like right now? Yeah. So Tom, uh, Tom Silverstein said – um, Packers coach Matt LaFleur said that tight end Tyler Davis suffered a serious knee injury and he felt heartbroken that Davis would miss the rest of the season. The Packers were counting on him on special teams and to play a bigger role on the offense this year. So um, I was trying to comb through and see if we see anything on Caleb because someone was in the chat asking about Caleb right here. So you guys keep chatting amongst yourself before we wrap this thing up. I'm going to see if I can find something on Caleb. Jake, I hope it's ahead. not serious either. I mean – the number one Packer fan. Yeah. Any word on Caleb Jones injury? Hope it's not serious. I, I didn't see it, but I'm assuming it was somebody rolled him up. I mean, you know, he's playing the tackle. I think it was a run play. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a run play that he, uh, he got hobbled up on afterwards? I think so. I think somebody rolled over on his ankle if I seen correctly. Yep. 
remember right. Um, I didn't see that play, yeah. whatever. But um, Jeff Machetti was actually saying, could Austin Allen make the team now? Like we said, possibly. And then uh, another one yeah. back fan, Caleb Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Machetti says, bring back Gronk. Yeah. Hey, dude, come on. Drag Gronk. him out of retirement. There you go. Yeah, you tell him, hey, Gronk, just come here and block, man. We're good. We just need you to block. Kellen Winslow Sr. is Dave C's pick. And I, I'm sorry, I, I got to hit you with it, Dave. I don't even know if Kellen 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 Winslow Sr. is still alive, man. Is he? Is he still? Is he still with us? He still make the team? I don't know. His son went off the deep end, but that's a story for another day. Um, all right, as we get ready to wrap up, fellas. Um, Tim, let's start with you, man. Parting thoughts. We're at the uh, the hour long mark here. I don't want Ryan kicking me off the network, so let's uh, let's wrap this big bear up here. What what are your parting thoughts there, Tim? Uh, MVP is Carrington Valentine, man. Yeah, MVP of the game for sure. Um, uh, parting thoughts is uh, there's room for improvement, but again, like I said at the, at the top, um, more good than bad. I think in this game, this is what you want to see. Final score doesn't matter. You want to see guys making the right decisions. We saw some mistakes. Uh, everything we saw that was a mistake today is correctable, and I think these guys are going to improve. And you know what? Joint practices with Bill Belichick's Patriots and a preseason game against Bill Belichick's Patriots, that'll tune you up real nice going into uh, the season. So uh, I'm excited for next week, and um, that's pretty much it. I mean, Valentine's my uh, my MVP of the day, man, for sure. That's That's my parting thoughts. Got it. Jacob, how about you, man? Who was your who was your dog of the week, bro? I gotta go Sean Clifford. Even though he had some rough like two or three rough throws. I, again, one of them should have been manhandled by the dude of all dudes, Tucker Craft. In addition to that, Samari Tori, Don Dontavian Wicks. Um I, I just love the way that our receivers in general, they went out there tonight and looked like that they were trying to make our quarterbacks look good. They ran some precise routes. I, I really, really enjoyed the way that Brenton Cox Jr. showed out. Emmanuel Wilson, the guy was looking great. Um, I'm, I'm just excited. I, I don't think I've been this excited. I, I'll, I'll give you guys a preview. So tonight, I got to see the Packers play their first game. Tomorrow, I get to go jump out of an airplane with my 83 year old grandfather on his birthday. What? Yeah, man. It's I, and I'm deathly afraid of heights. So, hey, if I die tomorrow, if I die. Thank you guys for being with me here. Thank you for letting me be a Packer person. It was a good run, Jacob. No, <laughs> it was a good run. No, man. But honestly, this is like the most – I'm so excited. I don't think I've been this excited for anything. And, and tonight just watching those dudes and those, the amount of talent that those guys that we can see is just peaking. It's like all these guys have this cap and this ceiling. They're not even close to coming next to them. We're seeing like barely them scraping the floor of that ceiling. Like, we're just getting to know what their cap is. And imagine, again, if Love has more than two drives. We already saw some crazy, crazy, like, flashes. Some sidearm throws. Again, like, that weird stuff. Throwing across his body. Bootlegging and throwing across his body. Like, Watson looking crazy good. Dobbs just being easy with it. Jaden Reed just looking like he's already our slot guy. And then, like I said, we have Torrey and we have Dontavian Wicks behind him. 
it's crazy. Dylan looking like he's running like a beast. Jones just in there for a couple plays. I don't want Jones in there. Just keep him off. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Hey, you see, Jones left his pads on the whole day, too. Did you see that? He never him. took his pads off. I love he it. He might be my favorite Packer of all time. He's just I, – I, this, this, and then the defense. The defense could be amazing. They, they, they sure seem like they're crazy, crazy good. I just want to see that saf, uh, safety position, you know, figured out. Other than that, man, this was about as good as it could have been. I give it a B – Plus, ish. <laughs> what did you say it was Tim? What was it? B, B, B. Oh, I said good plus. Is good it plus. is good plus a, a grade? Okay, sounds like yeah. a streaming service, doesn't it? Hey, so, you know what? You know what though? I got to tell you guys, I've heard Sean Clifford and and Brett Farr's name mentioned more than like three or four times together today. And I'm just going to say this. I, I love the comparisons, but let's be honest. You know, Sean Clifford looks like the type of dude that's listening to his coaches. And yeah. we all know that Brett kind of took a while to <laughs> listen. Did, did Brett ever listen <laughs> to the, to the coaches? Nickel was until Ty Detmer told him. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. So. So if this guy is Brett Favre with, you know, X's and O's and he's listening, oh, my God. <laughs> I love it, dude. Ty Detmer coming over and Brett going, y'all keep saying nickel. What do you mean? What do you mean nickel? Why do you just say that? They That's take out a linebacker and put in a DB. It's five DBs. It's nickel. I mean, my favorite was Mike Holmgren saying. Said, Who the hell cares? <laughs> you remember what Holmgren told him? Whatever you do, Brett, don't run. Oh, and, God. and the first thing he does is just run, <laughs> dude. With the with the season with the season on the line in County Stadium, right in Milwaukee, yeah. Right? And they're playing the Falcons, his old team. And literally, he goes to the sideline. It was a timeout, and there was like just enough time that uh, run one play, and I think they could maybe kick a field goal and send it in the in the overtime or something, right? And and literally, Holmgren said, "Listen." If it ain't there, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Whatever you do, do not run. He's like, all right, I got it. I got it. He went out there, snapped the ball, three-step drop, first read button there, and he ran with the damn ball. <laughs> Scored he said, I'm beating the Falcons. I've got the picture hanging on the wall back here of him diving in the end zone, man. Just a God. Now transpose that with Lombardi in the ice ball with Bart Starr, and he's and Bart Starr comes to the sideline and says, hey, I think I think we can sneak it in here. And, and Lombardi's like, do it. Go do it. <laughs> yeah. He said, then run it. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, love, I love Bart Starr, too, said he's running back on the field. And he said, it broke me up. I couldn't stop laughing when I got back to the huddle because it, it just it broke me up in the moment. That's what he said. Just run it. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. I love, I love this team, man. I love the history. And uh, most importantly, dude, I love the fans. You guys showed up in force tonight, 115 on the live stream, shattered the old record. I think the old record was 67, I believe, or 68. Um, so you guys crushed it. I want to thank everybody for dropping by. Um, I'm looking forward to these men all year long. Um, we're, the plan is to do a post game show after every single game. So we'll be going live like this. We're going to be trying to put, put the highlights together for you like we did tonight. And we'll be, be bringing, you know, the stats and analysis and all that good stuff. So again, to wrap it up here, as we get ready to say goodbye, the Packers win preseason week one against the Cincinnati Bengals on the road, 36 to 19. And, I can't give my MVP to Carrington Valentine because I'm a Kentucky boy and it's I'd just be being a homer, right? But uh, I got to give it to Emmanuel Wilson, man. That dude, 
That yeah. dude just showed up, man. And granted, it's you know a couple couple big hitters there, right? And then the eighty yarder helps the yards per carry. But that kid's going to be fun to watch this preseason, man. And you you can bet your rear end. One of two things are going to happen: they're either going to give him more snaps and see if he can make the roster, or they're not going to give him any more snaps and pray to sweet baby Jesus he makes it on the practice squad. That's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. So that's uh, that's how the game is played. But again. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Thanks to everybody who subbed. We got a ton of subs tonight. Uh, thanks for liking the video, all that stuff. If you haven't subscribed, um, just go uh, hit that subscribe button. Don't worry about notifications. Just hit the sub button. That's helping uh, get our numbers up and, and help uh, other Packer fans find this uh, this channel. Uh, we, For the most part, we do a show every single night at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Um, and that's the that's the plan moving forward. We may take a day off or two here or there. Depends on if I get the evil look from the wife. If I do, then we're taking the night off, right? That's the uh, that's the way that works. Happy wife, happy life. And also, if you scan the QR code in the upper left corner, all right, that sends you to you're never you're never on the right side, Jacob. It's hilarious. No, no, no. <laughs> over here so if you scan that QR code, right there it oh, is. Okay. That's um, okay. Yeah, it's right here. If you scan that QR code, that will send you to our podcast, Packernet Podcast. Ryan Schlipp with the uh, the uh, um, the traditional Packernet Podcast, absolutely phenomenal. Also, Packernet After Dark, we got a call in show where you can call in, leave a voicemail, and uh, and ask Ryan questions. We got Jake Shavink with the It's Always Draft Season uh, podcast. We got Jacob with the Packernet Fantasy podcast. We got JJ Leahy with Cheese and Packers. Um, check it out, man. Awesome network, awesome guys, just a, just a bunch of Packer fans that love to talk ball. That's all it is. So, again, thank you to everybody from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. You guys made this the best post-game show yet, and uh, the Packers definitely helped with this big dub tonight. Big dub, it's preseason. We're such, we're, we're such nerds, dude. I love it. I love it. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thank you so much. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go Pack Go. Power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, we drive down the first man who is inside. Fullback, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out. Cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.